Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. So number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about finding the treasures for your purpose in the shadows. This past week, I was doing a lot of studying and analysis work on the crypto charts. And I had mentioned something which I think is very applicable to the big ones. And that is the feeling of feeling absorbed in what you're doing. And what I mean is, as I was telling you yesterday, last week, I was doing my analysis work for, for crypto. And every single day that I was doing this work, I was in front of the computer or reading the books for hours, hours at a time. And I lost track of time. I lost all track of time. Before I knew it, it was already midday. It was already noon, 12 o'clock. And I had started at like seven o'clock in the morning on most days. And I said to you, I think that that's what it should feel like when you're living your purpose or when you have a sense of purpose, you, you lose track of time. You get so absorbed into what you're doing that you just lose everything. You just are so absorbed and so focused and so in the moment with what you're doing that nothing else matters. However, saying this now, I can also see how there was a time where that wasn't the case for me. And that in order for me to have gotten to this point, I had to do a lot of that shadow work and the healing stuff that we've been doing for the last five, six years. I had to get to that stage of consciousness where I no longer was limiting myself with the ideas and thoughts in my head that I'm not smart enough, that I'm not good enough to do this you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you can't get there, though, if you're entering into an activity or living your purpose or whatever the endeavor is, if you're coming from a place of already having limitations imposed upon you, mainly limitations of your mind. So if you're already thinking in a limited, defeated way, your results will be poor. And your time spent will be non-constructive. You'll already be thinking about the worst case scenario for whatever activity or endeavor it is that you're taking part in. And I'm saying all this because as I come back to the topic of purpose and what we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks since we got back from the break, 10xing ourselves for me, this is a very clear message from God or a higher power in the universe is that we have already shown that we are responsible and committed enough to do this work for LifeRivers.com. And we have shown this. And I think that the universe or God is saying, okay, now I want you to 10X. But in order for you to 10X, you can't 2X. And as I said before in previous episodes, 2xing is the concept of working harder. 10xing is not at all 2xing. 10xing is cutting out everything that you're doing that is a waste of your time and only focusing on your zone of genius. It is outsourcing everything that is not in your best and constructive use of time so that you can get your time back and focus your time on the things that you enjoy the most. And I would even go as far as to say, focusing your time back onto the activities where you lose all track of time, where you become so absorbed in what you're doing that it feels like, it feels like minutes have passed when in fact hours have passed. Does that make sense? But you can't get there though, if you are thinking, how am I going to 10x if I'm already doing the best that I can with my purpose and I'm tired of this and I'm feeling drained? You've got to completely let go of all these ideas. But in order for you to do that, as we've talked about, how do we get to 10x? 
we get to 10x by doing the shadow work, right? So if you think about 10xing as like going to a higher level, I kind of see that as raising our vibration and consciousness to a level where we are elevated and we are playing at such a high level, being the big ones, right? But in order for you to get there, what has to change? You have to drop the weight. And how do you do that? How do you drop the weight? The weight of your shadows. And what does that mean? What are the shadows? The shadows are the topics in your unconscious which have kept you small and allowing them to come to the surface. What is so interesting is as soon as we made the conscious choice to 10x ourselves, the shadows started to come up and they started to come to the light for us. For those that have never heard of the shadows, Emma is referring to the shadow self. So there was a Swiss psychologist who made it more mainstream, but the idea has been around for thousands of years since the shamans of the indigenous in South America. But the shadows, the shadow self is a psychological part of us or a part of ourselves that we reject or repress or deny. And that creates a shadow within each and every single one of us. And that shadow is what makes us do things in such a way. It's a learned behavior that helps us kind of get what we want by not being who we truly are. So what I mean is, or as a form of like protection or self-preservation. So what I mean is, let's say, for example, you were very sensitive as a kid and you had someone make fun of you or laugh at you or criticize you for being sensitive. And then you immediately associated that person and your sensitivity as not a good thing. So it's not good for you to be sensitive. It's not good for you to cry or express yourself. So you, at that moment, you'll form a shadow. And that shadow is basically a repressed aspect of yourself. You believe somewhere deep down in your subconscious that it's not okay for you to express yourself. It's not okay for you to cry or be sensitive. And what does that do long term is if you're not able to feel or to express yourself or to show your emotions, you can become very robotic. You can repress certain feelings and then that can lead to rage. That can lead to all kinds of things. And this is what Hem and I, we've been working on for a long time, several years, but I feel like it's really just this year where we're really getting into the, the deep of the shadows and getting back to that concept of 10xing. In order for us to 10x, what does that mean? There were two books in particular that I'm talking about. One of them is 10X by Grant Cardone, The 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And the other one is 10X is Easier Than 2X by uh, Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And in this book, they basically said the following. To 10X, you have to completely rewire your concept of how you go to that 10X level. So whether or not you want to 10X your income or 10X your standard of living or 10x your freedom, whatever the concept, whatever the category is, 10x your life purpose, you have to understand where your time is going. You have to be able to track and chronicle your time. Let go of the things that suck up your time and that drain your energy and that are things that are not fun for you to do and that are not in your zone of genius, that do not feel like, wow, I'm so absorbed in my time, like I'm, I'm losing all track of time, and focus your 10x, focus your time on those activities where you're feeling like, wow, I just started this thing and it's already been like hours that have just passed. I completely lost all track of time. But you can't get there though if you believe that you're not enough. If, you're, if you believe that you're not worthy enough, you're not good enough, or if you've got these shadows, if you've got these repressed aspects of yourself or these ideas or these beliefs in your head that make you believe that you're not worthy of, you know, fulfilling your purpose. So if let's say, for example, you believe that your life purpose is to be 
uh, a musician or um, or an entrepreneur or whatever the case, whatever the uh, profession is, but you have this belief that you're not good enough. And that belief came and originated from the time that you were a kid and someone criticized the way that you sang or criticized the way that you made music or something like this. So now you've got that chip on your shoulder. Well, in order for you to 10X and be the greatest musician of all time that you can be, be the greatest entrepreneur, be the greatest big one fulfilling your life purpose, you must address that shadow. And these are the things that are very uncomfortable. And I don't know how comfortable you are sharing some of the shadows that you're that are coming up for you right now, Hema. But I know that a lot of it has to do with collective shadows that we talked about for the female energy, right? For the feminine energy on this planet. You've mentioned yesterday on our walk, feeling that collective shadow, that beauty for women is highly, what's the word I'm looking for? It's highly valued. And as I mentioned before in a couple of podcast episodes ago, men, their value, according to society, is based on how much money they have in their bank account, what can they do for you, the value that they have, how well can they financially take care of you. For women, it's the importance of beauty. And it's the importance of how well can you maybe please a man or how well can you, um, or how beautiful are you or how pretty are you? And there, there's your value. But you were mentioning something very important, which I, I said, Hey, let's talk about this on today's episode. And that was about your time working in the, in the nightclub scene. You want to talk about that? What in particular? As we were talking about the shadows that were coming up for you and on our way back from the forest, you had mentioned that you had a mentor and that she had a team of women working with her and that these women would either have a job or not have a job based on their standard of beauty, were they wearing a certain makeup or et cetera. Can you talk about that? I had experiences working in an industry where there were certain standards for the feminine appearance and the appearance of women. And if you did not fit into that standard, you would not have a job. And yeah. I asked you that question for a reason, to talk about that for a reason, because it connects back to the shadows and it connects back to making the most out of our time that we have here while we're alive and fulfilling our purpose. And you had mentioned that these women, you know, maybe they were single moms and they had to put food on the table. You mentioned something like this. And you, the way that you said it though, yesterday, as we were coming back, you got really emotional. You started crying and you were expressing it as if like you were in their shoes and you were feeling into the pain of what they were feeling. And you, the way that you said it though, was like these women, they get told that they're not pretty enough. They're not living up to that standard of beauty that the outer world is expecting of them. And the reason why I brought that up for you to share that story, that experience with your time in London and working in the nightclub and that there was these expectations on women to wear makeup a certain way or to wear a certain type of lipstick or if they weren't pretty enough, they'd get fired from their job. The reason why is because when it comes back to the topic of the life purpose, are we in alignment with what we're doing? Are we truly, all of us, living our purpose in full authenticity? Or are we suppressing ourselves because of that feeling of being not enough? Because we feel like we're not valuable enough and that whatever it is that our purpose is, it's got to match what society expects from yeah. us. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, there is a flow coming through for me. I did not feel a flow coming through. I was like thinking, okay, I'm repeating myself for the last two, three podcasts. It's the same subject. But um, yeah, let's talk about the distortions of society. And let's talk about the collective shadow. And let's talk about why so many people 
have the shadow of not feeling good enough. It is the biggest illusion ever. It's a spell that we all have been under knowingly or unknowing. And the reason is because we have believed a lie. You see, now with the internet and with technology, five-year-old children have access to the internet and to social media. And they're seeing pictures of men and women and how they're supposed to look. And 90% of the images that they see, they're fake. They're not even real. They're photoshopped, first of all. And a majority of these images and these standards of how a man or a woman or a girl or a boy has to look, they're completely distorted. We're talking about fake people. They're not even real. And you believe that's how you're supposed to be. That's how you're supposed to look. So people's self-worth gets completely distorted. And it's all based on an illusion of what you think you should be like. Exactly. And it's that idea of what you should be like. It's the idea of what you should be doing with your life. It's the idea of what you think other people expect from you so that you can feel like you're one of us, so that you can feel like you're accepted. And you had mentioned with the nightclub uh, topic that these women may have been thinking, man, I just got fired from this job. Am I not pretty enough? Am I not, am I not meeting cultural standards? And that's the topic for, for men, for women, for everyone. It seems like there is this expectation of us that others have projected onto us that then we take on and adopt as ourselves, getting back to the shadows. We had talked about the shadows and we had recognized that these shadows, although they are, there's an imprint within us, is that who we are? The answer is no. The answer is no. However, when we believe that the shadows are who we are, when we believe that we have to fit into cultural norms and society standards and rules and regulations and laws, what that does to us is that imprints on us. This is our box. This is all that we can do. And this is how we must behave within that box. And if we deviate outside of that box, we are not enough. If we fall below a certain bar, we are not enough. So let's use a practical example here. About 10 years ago, I don't know about you, Hema, but from what I observed, spirituality, at least in this new age concept or this new age way that I'm, I observe in this timeline, is non-existent. It was non-existent about 10 years ago, 15 years ago, okay? Yeah. For someone to say that they're a Reiki healer and to be taken seriously would have been a joke. For someone to say I'm a tarot reader and be taken seriously would have been a joke. They would have been thought of as like they're out there, they're strange, they're unusual, etc. Woo-woo. Woo-woo, exactly. Healer. Depending on which country you're in, it still is the case. Today, however we have a lot more people embracing and accepting these things. They're embracing and accepting their gifts. They're saying, I'm not going to live the life that people have expected me to live. There are people that are able to take their unique gifts and talents and create something very tangible and very quote-unquote respectable in the eyes of the cultural norm or the cultural standard, whether it be they have a high-profile social media uh, account, right, whether they're not their YouTuber or whatever, or they're quote-unquote successful at what they do. I think now we're seeing society shift or have no other choice but to accept that there are many people that have many different skills but we have to be brave enough to say we have these skills, we are enough. And what we do and what our contribution and what our value to society or to ourselves and to those that we serve, more importantly, is a value. It is enough. 
you had mentioned several times before, and I had also mentioned several times before, a feeling of feeling not enough. A feeling that what I'm doing in particular is not enough. That because I don't make a certain amount of money, in the eyes of society, I'm a loser or I'm a bum. However, we can no longer attach our worth to these standards. And getting back to what I was saying at the beginning of today's episode, perhaps our metric or our KPI, our key performance indicator for how we measure our success or our worth is in how we feel about what we're doing. Do we feel that when we engage in an activity, our purpose or whatever we call work, is this allowing us to feel a sense of lostness in time? I can recall times where I would have to go into an actual physical job in my early 20s and I would look at the clock constantly, mm. constantly. And it would feel like two hours had passed when only 20 minutes had passed. And yet last week as I was doing my analysis work for, for the charts, hours had passed, but it only felt like 30 minutes had passed. That's a tremendous difference. That is a tremendous difference. We must ask ourselves, where are we still playing into these shadows? And how are these shadows limiting us from 10xing? And you had mentioned before, I don't, we've already talked about these shadows and the 10xing for a couple of episodes now. Like maybe we should move on. I don't know. I think that this is also part of documenting the journey to 10xing ourselves, to becoming the biggest big ones that we can be. But in order for us to do that, we have to expose our shadows. We have to expose ourselves. And that's something that you mentioned. In the age of Aquarius, what is happening? Everything is being exposed now. Everything is coming to the surface. Not just shadows that you have maybe uh, been imprinted onto you since you were a kid, but maybe cultural shadows that have stemmed back generations, thousands of years, centuries, millennia, whoever knows how long. These shadows are what limits us individually and collectively from 10xing, from evolving. Exactly. And I believe as well that it does need to be heard about shadow work and about the importance of confronting ourselves and confronting our flaws and our imperfections and everything. Yeah, you know, the, the sooner you do it, the lighter you will feel, the faster you will go through it. And I would also go on to say, too, the sooner you do it is the sooner you can go own yourself. Owning yourself, for me, is something that I'm still discovering what that means. And I think a lot of us are. And I told you yesterday, Hama, like, you ever seen people where they wear certain clothes and they just own it? They just own it. They don't care. It's like they just have that aura or that confidence to wear whatever they want to wear, to say whatever they want to say. And no one questions them. No one criticizes them. They just completely own it. Like Osho, like Osho, when he was interviewed and an, an interviewee asked Osho or a reporter asked Osho, I heard you own several Rolls Royces or, or three or four Rolls Royces. And then Osho responds, no, that's incorrect. I own 83 Rolls Royces or whatever the number was. He owned it. He wasn't feeling guilty. He owned it. And I'm saying this for this reason because I believe that to 10x, we also have to own ourselves. So we have to look at our shadows. We have to look at our bullshit. We have to look at our imperfections. We have to look at our flaws. We have to look at our insecurities. We have to look at what makes us tick. We also have to look at the good in us. Hema, you've been blaming me for a lot of things. And the shadow work that I had to do in the last two weeks was to just say, you know what? If the outer world is going to blame me for things, let me own that and let me acknowledge it as my fault. And the shadow date that we had on Friday, so we started doing these shadow dates every Friday at, at noon, where it's one week it's Hema and then the other week it's me. And in this last shadow date, I did the shadow work for myself in a guided meditation and I just started really owning everything. I started to own the fact that I'm impatient. I started to own the fact that I judge myself and I judge my relatives. I started to own the fact 
that I felt not enough. I started to own a lot of these things and I started to really acknowledge a lot of these shadows. And in the days after, I could notice a significant shift in my mindset and a significant shift in my psychology. But I don't know if I could have gotten there. I don't know if I could have gotten to this point where I'm speaking about this right now if I had not acknowledged my shadows. And I believe that when we do acknowledge the shadows, when we do clear out the closet, is when we can 10x. Why is it important to 10x? This is the whole theme, I believe, from what I'm observing and from what God or the universe, the God voice is telling me, this is the big topic for us. This is the big, big thing for us this year. You and I in particular, Hama, and it is connected deeply to the shadow work. We have to get to the space where we can own ourselves, we can own every word, and we can speak with absolute confidence, we can freely express ourselves, which I know has been an issue that you have had for the last, since I've known you, expressing yourself honestly, authentically, myself too, saying what you need to say, unapologetically, not holding back, being raw, unfiltered, and owning every single word, saying what you really want to say, saying how, exactly how you feel, and doing what you truly want to do, what you truly believe is your purpose. This is important. We only have but so much time in this physical body, each and every single one of us. And the problem is we don't know how much time we have. We do not know. I had an autistic cousin who passed away about a year or two ago. And he was only 24 years old. He was overweight. He didn't exercise. He played video games. He's autistic. He has the mindset of a five-year-old kid. And one day he started complaining about a pain in his heart because he's overweight, obese, fat, whatever you want to call it. And he had a significantly high blood pressure. And I think he had a heart attack. They found out he had diabetes and he died. 24 years old. So we don't know how much time we have. We don't know when it's going to be over. You get what I'm saying? It can be gone right now. You could finish listening to this podcast and then it's your time to go. You can wake up tomorrow and then at some point during the day, it's your time to go. There is no day that is guaranteed. Going on to this point, I remember when I was a, a very young, uh, like 13, 12 years old, I had a friend and he got shot in a drive-by on New Year's Day when he was right in front of his doorstep. He was coming back from celebrating with his family, from what I understand. And a car drove up and then shot him multiple times and he died. Was he expecting to die? No, I don't think so. But there he was, 14 years old, murdered, right in front of his doorstep at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning or whatever the time was. We don't know. Wow, that candle is flickering bright. We don't know when it's our time to go. And that's why I bring this up. Our time here is precious. And we have to make the most out of each and every moment. So the time that you spend, big one, on whatever it is that you do, do you feel that sense of, I'm owning it. This feels exactly right for me. It may not make you all the money in the world. It may not put all the cash in your pocket. It may not even be something that society respects. They may laugh at you. The outer world may be criticizing you for whatever your purpose is, but does that matter? Can you wear the flamingo shirt and own it? Can you have the very unusual purpose and own it and rock it to where people are like, wow, that's pretty cool that they do that. I had no idea that that was a thing. Or do we want to be living underneath our shadows? Do we want to be showing up to a job where someone says, you're not pretty enough. You're wearing the wrong makeup. You're not handsome enough. You tied that tie sloppily. You're fired. What's the choice going to be for you? Is today the day where you acknowledge a shadow that you have ignored, denied, repressed, not acknowledged? Is it the time now? to look at yourself in the mirror and to own your flaws, to own your weaknesses, to acknowledge everything 
And then to say, you know what? This is who I am and I own it. You have to feel whole and complete is what I'm saying. You have to feel whole and complete to feel like you have a sense of purpose. This comes back down to the ego. You have to have a healthy sense of ego. You have to feel like what I'm doing is significant. And how can I do this to the greatest level that I can do it to? Whether you're a soundbowl healer, you're a Reiki healer, you're a coach, you're a therapist, you're an entrepreneur, you build systems, you engineer, you sing, you play, you construct things. It doesn't matter what it is. You write books. It does not matter. Do that to the greatest capacity to which you can do it. And if you think about this, had Steve Jobs, for example, not had the ego that he had to believe in Apple, or even Bill Gates, the, having the ego to believe in Microsoft, Larry Page, Jack Dorsey, Mark Zuckerberg, Warren Buffett, Lisa Nichols, Tony Robbins, T. Harv Ecker, Eric Thomas, people from all different walks of life, all different walks of life. Had they not looked at themselves, had they not felt a sense of purpose to what they're doing, would I have been speaking their name today? Would I have been acknowledging what they had contributed to the world at a time when the world said, what the fuck is that? And why would anyone need that? In the 1960s or 70s, Steve Jobs, when he was pitching Apple, I am quite certain, and I have read this or, or researched this before, Steve Jobs was laughed at. Him with his uh, partner, Steve Wozniak, they laughed at this guy. Who needs a home computer? Why would anyone have a home computer? Why? And to think about how ridiculous that is today and how silly whoever said that was today, if you rewind all those years ago, Steve Jobs had to believe in himself. Steve Wozniak, Bill Gates, Lisa Nichols, Gabby Bernstein, all of them had to walk Marie Forleo. All of them had to walk a path that was unheard of at the time. Even just 10 years ago, the YouTuber, the idea of being a YouTuber or a social media influencer was laughable. Laughable. And now today, it is one of the most respected professions. Why? Because they attach money to it. Oh, you're a YouTuber. You make all this money. Oh my God, you're special. I bow down to you. But that's the, sh that's the shadow. That's the cultural shadow. That's the conditioning that we've all been conditioned to believe. Does it pay you something? When I was growing up in elementary school, they asked you what you wanted to be. They showed you like four cards. Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to be a lawyer, police officer, firefighter? Not everyone fits into those four professions. And not everyone that's here, that's a big one, that's supposed to be fulfilling their purpose the way God needed them to, is here to fit into those four professions. Tyler Perry, another one. Tyler Perry got the message from God, you need to do this play. It took him seven years, seven attempts, seven tries, failure after failure until that one year, the breakthrough came. Then he started making movies. Now he's got his own movie production, his own plot of land where he shoots movies. But yet at the very beginning, he took a job at a telecommunications center and within a couple of weeks, he said to his boss, I need to take a vacation so I can work on this thing. And his boss was like, who the fuck are you to say that? So he had to own it. He had to own what God was telling him to do and quit that job. If he allowed himself, if Tyler Perry allowed himself to be consumed by his shadows, would I be speaking his name right now? Would he have spoken about God and all the richness and all the glory and all the amazing things that God had bestowed onto Tyler Perry had Tyler Perry allowed himself to be consumed by the shadows. This is what I'm talking about. You get a voice in your head that tells you to do something and where you may be in your life, that may not be accepted. That may be woo-woo. That may be crazy. In that moment, you have a choice. Do I do what's in my heart or do I allow myself to be consumed by the shadow? Is this thing that I'm doing, using my time in a way that is constructive, that allows me to do it to the greatest capacity, to the 10x capacity? Or 
Do I settle? And this is a topic that you talked about a lot, Emma. Settling. I don't want to settle. That's why whenever you show up to the podcast, you got to show up with everything you got. Or don't, don't do it at all. Anything we do, show up 10x or don't do it at all. The cultural shadows that we have had imprinted onto us are the shadows that keep us enslaved to settling, to limitation, to confinement. Thank you for listening to the lifepurpose.com podcast. If you enjoy our content, I invite you to also join our free newsletter where we share exclusive content. Click the link in the description below or go directly to lifepurpose.com and sign up to our newsletter. And now back to the episode. Yeah, there are individual shadows, there are generational shadows, there are collective shadows, cultural shadows, traditional shadows. There is a whole bunch of categories. Can you transmute any of them? Whatever comes up for you and know that you're sovereign and you're free. It's been really helpful to have a, a shadow partner or a shadow working partner where we can talk about these things. And we, from what I've seen, we've been able to talk about a lot of things, a lot of our own insecurities, your insecurities, my insecurities, flaws. I wouldn't even say that they are our that they are our insecurities. I think I think you're right. And I would say onto that that the shadows, they're learned behaviors, they're learned ideas about relationship, about status, about who we are, who we're supposed to be, how we're supposed to behave and perform. And these are all shadows. And we can choose at any moment to free ourselves of these shadows. What have you been doing that has been working for you to let go of some of these shadows? Do you feel that as you're doing this, by the way, as you're doing the shadow work, do you feel yourself at least in the beginning stages of 10xing yourself? Oh, things are shifting for sure. And with every time we acknowledge a shadow and we confront it, things start to shift and get easier and lighter. That's what I can say. And I believe perhaps the fastest transformation that you can go through is by confronting and acknowledging your shadows. How have you been doing that? Just being very transparent and expressive with the shadows that would come up for me. So just talking about it. Yeah, either I talk to myself or even just acknowledging silently in my mind, hey, I acknowledge the shadow of insecurity right now, or I acknowledge the shadow of a cultural program of um, not feeling worthy as a woman or not feeling beautiful enough as a woman or, ah, interesting, what kind of shadow is coming up right now? Ah, okay, I feel insecure or I feel that I don't have what it takes. And I would just be very honest with how I feel instead of suppressing it or pretending that I don't feel it, stifling myself. I actually embrace it and I acknowledge it. And with that, there comes a liberation and a freedom. And sometimes I would ask, oh, what do you need, Shadow? What's your message? Why are you here? Because they all have a wisdom. They have a message to share with you. And I came to realize that my shadows are not my enemies. They're here to support me. They're like my allies. And they're making themselves known now because I have said to 10x myself. So now they're coming out of the closet and they're like, oh, okay, well, we cannot come with you. So acknowledge us now so that we can be free. That's powerful. And just like you were saying, that feeling of, I feel insecure in this moment. That's the shadow. And if you were ignoring that shadow, you would try to compensate. And how would you try to compensate? By probably perhaps pretending to be arrogant or cocky or overconfident. When in fact, you're just putting up a wall of defensiveness and that defensiveness prevents you from being vulnerable and raw and speaking your truth and sharing something that someone can actually connect with and be like, yeah, I feel that shit too, you know? The shadow is connected to our small self, to our limited self, to our human side of us, whatever you want to call it. And when we acknowledge the shadow, 
when we acknowledge the weakness, when we acknowledge the insecurities, the fears, the frustration, the pain, the anger, the vulnerability, there is something waiting on the other side. And when you acknowledge the shadow, when you acknowledge your limited version of you that does not see the bigger picture in the very moment, that does not recognize your greatness in the very moment, when you can acknowledge your weakness, all of a sudden you come out on the other side where you will meet your truth and where all of a sudden you realize, oh, there is also another side to my weakness. And then you all of a sudden meet your greatness. And then all of a sudden you remember, oh, no, that has never been me. That was just an illusion. I'm actually much more than that. I'm actually much greater than that. And that's why everything that you truly want and everything that we truly are is on the other side of fear. Fears are attached to shadows. And if you keep running away from your fears or your shadows, you will continue to stay small and very limited. And the more you run away, the more you pretend, the more you ignore, the more you numb your pain, your shadows, the bigger they get, the more they have power over you and the smaller you become. But it's actually when you just embrace all of this and instead of being tight and flexed and stifled, you actually relax into confronting the shadow, knowing that there's nothing to fear, knowing that you're going to be fine. You will come out bigger, better, and greater, and you will come out on the other side. And on the other side is everything that you truly are. Remember the Harry Potter movie where Hermione, Harry Potter, and what's the ginger guy's name? Ron Weasley. Ron Weasley. They they fell into this when they went into the... With the three dogs? Yes. And they fell into this tree trunk area. Mm-hmm. And... They were laying in this tree trunk area. With the roots. With the roots. Oh, and they were getting all sucked up in the Exactly. And the roots, they were, they were like embracing their bodies and trying to squeeze them and actually kill them. And Ron was fighting it. Ron was so scared of these roots. He was screaming. He was fighting against it. Versus Hermione, she immediately realized how to bypass these roots and Hermione started to relax and she actually started to embrace what's happening instead of fighting against it she just flew she she was flowing with it she relaxed into what was happening and with that relaxation there came a peace and that allowed her freedom versus Ron the more he resisted the more he was fighting it the tighter the roots were wrapping around his body trying to kill him and squeeze him and Hermione was telling Ron no Ron if you want to get out of here you need to relax you need to embrace it just breathe be still allow it and you will come out on the other side it's the same with our shadows it may be really scary and the mind may freak out but the more you can relax and the more neutral you can see the situation whatever it is the faster you will get out of it and the faster you will get out on the other side where there is love, where there is freedom, where there is happiness and where there is the true you waiting. I do feel that we're not anywhere near done talking about shadows and 10x because I think this is the thing that liberates people to really become the big ones that they need to be. I agree. And I've also noticed too some of my own shadows as well regarding this stuff and doing life purpose and speaking and being out there again um it can be uncomfortable it can be very uncomfortable to be vulnerable and to talk about these things especially when you have people that that don't you don't you've never even seen before and you're probably never even going to meet in your entire life you know and they're listening they're listening to every word that you're saying uh but that's just the nature of really understanding like how can you really contribute and make a difference in someone's life especially if this is a value to someone because this has everything to do with everything how you live your life and how you have lived your life up to now 
It's all part of it. It's all part of this shadow. It's all part of what you think you are, your identity, your assumption of yourself, your state of consciousness. And we talked about this from the very beginning. In order for us to do the work that we are intending to do, that God has bestowed upon us to do, to raise the vibration and consciousness of humanity, what does that entail? That entails changing the way people think. I'm not going to create hardware. I'm not going to create software. I'm not going to create anything necessarily that is over-the-top life-changing, but I can maybe inspire someone to do something with their life by talking about my story, by talking about my flaws, my shadows, my experiences, the things that I've learned, the things that I've studied and researched from doing my doctorate, the things that I've gotten from studying other people, you know, that, that the mainstream of society looks up to. But this is how we can make that contribution. And I feel that, you know, especially for this year, in particular, I feel like this, Hema, for you and I especially, this is our big thing for this year. This is our big theme. This is now, it's us 10Xing ourselves. Well, how do you 10X yourself? How does anyone 10X themselves? You've got to look at yourself. You've got to acknowledge your psychology. Where are you thinking small? Where you're thinking limited? And find a way to 10X. There have been uh, case studies in that book 10x is easier than 2x where they were talking about business owners where they 10x how do they 10x their income how do they 10x their productivity they only 10x when they address what they're doing that is using up their time in a non-constructive way but the problem then is the ideas of perfectionism. It's only me that can do this. Only I can clean the bathroom correctly. I cannot hire a cleaner because I can only clean the bathroom correctly. I can't hire a podcast editor because only it's me. It's only me that's going to to do this podcast. Or it's, I can't hire this podcast editor because it's too much money. And I don't have enough money because of the story that I believe from my parents growing up about money. These are all the shadows. These are all the ideas. These are all the limitations. Address those limitations. And when you do, then you'll have your answer as to how you need to 10x. What do you need to let go of? It's not just the physical symbol of it in the outer world. It is the internal. And when you understand that everything happens first inside of you, you become aware that in order for me to change anything in my outer world, I need to change what's inside. I need to let go of something inside so that now the physical manifestation, the symbol of it can also change. Right. And you either grow or you die. And from what I have observed in the last years, if people never acknowledge their shadows, there comes a breaking point where their shadows do consume them and people end up committing suicide. That is like the worst case scenario of what could happen if you do not acknowledge your shadows, if you do not confront them. Why did you say that? Why did you make that statement? If you don't acknowledge your shadows, they're going to consume you. You're likely to kill yourself. Why do you because say Because my aunt started to pop up in my mind's eye right now and she committed suicide and she was holding on to subjects and pain and topics that were unaddressed for years. And she did not speak about it. She did not own it. And there came a point where it got too much and it consumed her. Versus using your shadow as a bridge, confront it, and it will catapult you higher. Every time I am aware of my shadow and I acknowledge it, at the same time, I also hear my greatest self talking to me. And that's the beauty of it. When I acknowledge, wow, I feel really fearful right now. I have never done this before. I feel scared. And I acknowledge that and I express that. Immediately, there is my highest self coming through and saying, yes, it is okay to feel that fear. But guess what? There is greater within you. And it's like a dance. It's like a dance of the shadow and the light, where you confront the shadow, you face the shadow, and then all of a sudden the light comes in because it's a dance. It's not a battle, it's a dance where one elevates the other. And it's like with every shadow that you do acknowledge, there comes a gift, there comes a blessing, there comes a miracle. It's like a gold, a treasure that you all of a sudden realize, wow, 
yeah, like I own this. I own the shadow. Yeah, that's what happened when I was five years old. And then when you acknowledge it, all of a sudden you find a strength within you that you that was laying dormant. And when you acknowledge it and you embrace it and you're actually admitting it, all of a sudden you find a power within that, an unaccessed reservoir of life force, of power, of wisdom that was not accessible to you before because you haven't embraced it. But when you embrace the pain, with the pain there comes a new life. With that pain there comes a new chapter because there is no night without the day. There is no day without the night. The day follows the night. The night follows the day. The light follows the shadow. The shadow follows the light. Don't stay stuck with one. See it as a dance and be in balance with it. Know that when you face your darkest hour, there will come your lightest day. There will come your brightest light. Don't fear your shadow because they hold your greatest potential. They hold the keys. They are the gatekeepers to your greatest purpose, to your greatest wisdom, to your greatest capacity of what you can be and what is possible for your life. And there is power in your shadow. So I encourage you, be brave enough to sit with your shadows. Sit with your stuff that comes up. And really, instead of running away, instead of trying to cheat yourself and instead of sitting with yourself, confronting that fear, confronting that uncomfortable feeling when it comes up, instead of distracting yourself by calling a friend or going to the fridge and eat food or going to watch a movie, I, I challenge you and I encourage you to actually stop everything that you think you should do to avoid yourself and just sit with yourself and embrace the shadows. Let them come to the surface. They're not going to overwhelm you. You're only going to be free when you face them. Let it wash over you and extract their message, extract their wisdom, extract their knowledge, extract their power, and you will come out liberated and free. And that's how you 10x yourself. With every shadow that you embrace, you transmute it, you transcend it, you grow bigger. You climb higher. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.